I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello there, soul lights. Oh, I love hearing that. Millions of people are awakening, and that is the truth. Just got my... Decaf latte with a little bit of almond and coconut milk. If you're getting in the chat, get cozy settled in. I see people getting in the chat and also um, listening by phone. Uh, What's that number to listen by phone? It's 347-539-5122. Press 1 on the keypad if you have a question, a comment, or you want a reading. Again, 347-539-5122. And press 1 on the keypad. I want to give a shout out, a thank you, appreciation to, um, oh gosh, where is she now? Jasmine Ramos uh, for your support of my YouTube videos. Jasmine Ramos, thank you. Uh, And for um, support of Awakenings. So thank you very much. Send an email too, like I do. But I think you, just in case you're listening today, just in case you're listening. Very cool. Uh, let's see. Um, also, want to invite people, or kind of just make a, you know, a little more mention about. Um, oh, see Lynn in the chat. See Lynn, if you have any more d- download, Lynn's been. Getting the downloads, divine downloads, and inspiring them. Okay, people, New Year. Um, I'm not going to do New Year, New You and focus, but I've had this focus for a while. I'm a little bit like of a turtle in my life and then also a hare where I see big picture, big vision, and then I go slowly, slowly, and then jump ahead or pounce on something or focus on something or manifest something. But I'm very in tune with my not only my intuition, but my higher self and the guides and the oversouls. And I get a lot of information from the spiritual hierarchy and the oversouls. Many of you already know this. <clears throat> and a lot of it I do, in, I do relay in my Patreon, especially the Soul Path Journey group. And it's really quite affordable when you think of what you get. There's a lot of video and written support throughout the month. And then... We meet, um, oh, you guys are going to hear little monkey in the background because she's monkey and Dorje. Dorje's pretty good, the little chihuahua, but the little Yorkie is not yet podcast trained. <laughs> she doesn't, she's like, you're just sitting here talking in the air, so play with me. Um, anyway, we meet monthly and we, um, what, 
you do get quite a bit of support. It's good augment to other um, communities and groups. And then you also get 20% off. All the tiers do on Patreon. Um, any workshops that I'm doing online um, that I'm facilitating. So that's um, – okay. I'm going to have to do what parents do, a little bribery here with a, a bone because – She's got a little orange ball, and she's. it's been raining here. We got out yesterday for a longer walk, but uh, the other day we did not. And um, I've kind of retrained them in Michelle's mindful living. <laughs> I'm very active throughout the day and in between, you know, appointments and clients and everything I've got going on. So I bring them out wherever I can, hiking, walking, biking, whatever. And so now they're used to that. So now they're used to that. So if you can hear the little scamper, scamper in the back, that's what that is. Um, Anyway, because sometimes people tell me, oh, Michelle, you don't mention this enough or you should remind me or remind people. So I am going to make a better effort to do that and let people know. And, And you can... There's, I don't know, three or four different tiers. Whatever level of support you want or need, I am this year start doing a bit more, how do I want to say? There's a little bit more structure working through something just because I see so many changes coming, not this year, but really preparing into a little bit 2024, but that 2025, 2024, May, June, on up into 2030, there's there's just a lot of change, a lot going on. And I do see people really thriving that are using the Soul Path tools, putting things forward, listening to their own inner guidance or inner knowing, getting to know that part of themselves. And that's a big part of what I'm all about. So that's a way to connect with me further and get more support. And also my YouTube channel, Soul Insights and Tarot. Love to have um, you subscribe there. And also Awakenings with Michelle Mache podcast on YouTube. Um, Jacqueline has been graciously helping me. Uh, some of you know her from some groups and now on Patreon. Uh, upload, and we will be doing live there and... Um, Similar format, but we're bringing some other things in. I'm definitely open to suggestions. If you have any suggestions at all, let me know what you'd like to see. I really want to, what I'm really wanting to do, and it's starting to finally happen a bit, is get more participation from people. Why? Because a big part of the awakening is individuals, it's fifth chakra stuff, saying their truth, not just living it or living it quietly or sometimes, but really coming out more as a soul being, as an individual, as an individuated aspect of the all that is. So your take on things, what asking questions, um, telling people or sharing with people what, what's worked for you, you know, really broadcasting more your soul signature frequency. So we're going to be doing a lot too with dimensional healing and shifting, re- reformatting energy, 
um, is really a lot what's going on. So we're working a lot with, through the subtle energy and getting more and more into that original soul design or soul matrix, getting into the vibrational frequency. Why? Because all of you have been doing so much inner work, people all over the world, the 144,000, which it's really more than that, uh, light workers, star seeds, have been, and now other people awakening and asking certain questions. It really does make a difference. It's changing the soil, so to speak. It's changing the atmosphere, the ethers. It look, today we have our guest on, Dr. Sam Zand, the practicing psychiatrist and chief uh, medical officer at Better You. He's done work at Johns Hopkins. And they're talking, you know, it's getting out mindfulness, meditation, going within. Um, he's bringing psychedelics into it. But, again, there is this kind of searching for more of a cohesive living lifestyle life style model. <clears throat> now, because we there is polarity on the earth dimension, so yes, there is the adversarial, you know, there is the balancing point, you could call it, the, the oppositional or the opposite. But as we, you know, evolve and become more awake and aware and, and open to more consciousness and live more consciously, what is adversarial or oppositional becomes the opposite becomes then the complementary. We find the third way. We're going into the third way, the third wave. That's what's being created right now by all of us. That third way or wave, we can't totally perceive it or know it because it happens spontaneously through a shift in consciousness. It's those insights, those aha moments. It's those, oh, this is how it's going to work. Now, we all have that happen, but what's going to start happening is that is going to be more in the zeitgeist, more in the mindset of people, like let's wait for the third wave or the third wave that's coming in. One and two doesn't feel quite right. You know that another one is coming in. That fierce trust, faith, if you will, to keep things to process until the better way can be revealed, the most life-enhancing, the most life-affirming. Okay, again, gang, 347-539-5122 is the number. Let me see what's going on in the chat. Oh, Lynn. Okay, what did I, which video? Lynn is saying, I'm still buzzing after watching your latest Patreon video. Oh, God, which one is it? Uh, what a transmission and activation. I so resonate with the light language and communication with higher consciousness. Oh, that one, Lynn, that one. Okay. Oh, yeah, there is so much energy, Sue. Oh, yeah. Yes, with the light language. Well, I did record some light language that I did, Lynn, so I may put that also on Patreon. Um, yes, so, Lynn, you can, okay, gang, you can feel the difference, the shift, the conversations are different. You know, I, I make a, a habit, um, and it's a, it's, a, it's a habit that I like, and I've always done this. I like mixing uh what seems to be, di well, what is diverse and seems to be divergent people, beliefs, and ideas, and um, and have a chat, you know. And so I, I watch things, listen to things, read things, definitely a lot of podcasts, especially, uh, you know, online, online shows and podcasts, um, of, you know, where is more the truth, whether 
they're perceiving themselves to be blue or red or conservative or Tory or right wing, left wing, you know. I look and and even those that seem very different from me, that live very different from me, that may even I was I was watching something the other day and the woman was talking about how psychics and psychic meetings are cons. <clears throat> and I thought, "Oh my god, they have no clue." Yeah, there are a lot of cons out there, but I'm thinking of all the over the years letters and emails I've gotten or in-person confirmation of things and things that I wouldn't be able to know. And, yes, you can be in touch with those on the other side in spirit that are just don't happen to have a body anymore, you know. And so many confirmations, like, that cannot be debunked. And I just, I mean, I thought, part of me thought, oh, I'm not going to listen to her anymore. And then I thought, oh, okay, that's her approach. That's her, because she hasn't had that experience and she's had more the negative, which there are a lot of negative. I mean, look, there's bad plastic surgeons. We all, you know, you read about or see on TV these horror stories of someone that <clears throat> gets something done and the person puts something weird in the person's body that's not even supposed to be in there or didn't do it the right way. So, yeah, you know, you have to – this is why the guides have always, always counseled me in the beginning, now they've given me the green light to post more, reveal more, the, the um, and not just on Patreon. We're going to get them on Rumble. I could use help there. Maybe I'll ask Jacqueline to help me with that, uh, setting up my Rumble, because <clears throat> that's the only place I know where I can say stuff that won't get shut down. Like in 2017, I already said, I didn't say it. I channeled it, and I got these four days of visions where I was shown and I was told that the whole Rona virus, right, was man-made and out of a lab. I had no clue what was going on at that time. And now there's people that are, that, it was just on Dr. Drew podcast, a Chinese uh, whistleblower. So, you guys, I, I don't know how to say this. They're, they're, you know, if you open up to it and, and, you're, and you're ready to do some big things in the world and in your life, just personally in your life, because whatever you're doing personally is affecting the world. You don't have to have a platform or a podcast. You just have to make the personal changes in your life. That changes, believe me, that changes more than anything. If I didn't constantly do my inner work and get squeezed with working on my emotions and condition response patterns and really, you know, have to do what I have to do, I wouldn't be able to do transmissions. I wouldn't be able to do this kind of stuff. And and really people feel it, you know. Like one of my teachers, Dr. Han, used to say, like when, in my, when I went to school to study um, analytical hypnotherapy and, and um, medical hypnosis, he's like, you can't fool people in that state. If you're not in that state of consciousness, people will know. Why? Because you're in that state of consciousness. And for, for one thing, you won't be able to bring them into that state of con- or help facilitate them into that consciousness. And they'll know where, what's going on with you because they'll pick it up. And if they're really in tune with themselves, they'll know, hey, Michelle's not doing her inner work. Something's weird. Something's off. They will know, and that's what we all need. We need our psychic tuners on. What is the information that we're picking up? We're receivers, see. 
and there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of conditioning. There's a lot of rules, laws, mandates to get us away from our inner knowing that the this is this is why the body I was going to say this is why there's a lot that's going on uh, with connecting with our body to get our body back into the receptivity the the energetic shape and receptivity to pick up the signals better and integrate them assimilate them transmute them transform them, transmit them, whatever needs. Because our body is like this big Geiger counter. It's this tuning fork, divining rod. It picks up everything. And part of that is the subconscious mind. So this is why learning to what your intuition is, how it comes in, trusting your intuition, you feel comfortable opening up to be more psychic, You know, opening up even to channel, whether healing light energy or information, you know, that's another step. But the main step is your intuition and your inner knowing. Your intuition, that's a sixth sense. That's different than your inner knowing. Your inner knowing comes directly from your higher self. The intuition is very instinctual. It is a sense. Just like seeing, right, touching, feeling, smelling, this is why it's called the sixth sense. We don't just have five senses. We have the intuition which comes through all those senses. And then you have this vibratory aspect of your being that you connect into called the higher self that decodes things. There's encoding within the higher self, but it's constantly decoding. I call it the captain of the ship or the inner psyche. The captain of the inner psyche. Psyche meaning soul in Latin. So when we talk about the inner psyche or psychology study, really it's study of the soul, even though we call it the personality, um, you know, psychologically. Eventually, as it's meant to be, it will be the soul. The soul and the personality will fuse. We'll begin to see what parts of the personality are the soul and what parts are from wounding or false parts or disowned parts you know, what parts are from conditioning, what parts are from trauma, so that they've had, you know, abnormalities. They've, they've been skewed. They've been misshapen. These aspects of energetically are not the soul in totality. They're the soul misshapen, not, have, not being able to, you know, bounce back or withstand the, the trauma, Right? We've got lots in the chat. Going to get to callers, 347-539-5122. Oh, Lenny, good. You can't wait for the – oh, I should say that. Yes, yeah, sound um, – I'm going to post it next week, sound and healing workshop. That's where we're going to do some of the dimensional healing, Lynn, working through the su- subtle energy. Um, and then I'm going to do this process I learned from White Eagle Lodge when I was in England. Let's see, Sue, you should post all of what you saw in the last couple of years about this time. Yeah, Sue, now that you're in Patreon, it's in there. You just have to scroll back. <laughs> I think when I repost it on Rumble, it may be either easier or I may do this local so that we can have a live chat, uh, locals.com, in, in, uh, and, it's say, and I can keep the chat open all the time. 
and don't have to be. Because even with the Instagram chat, we have to be a little sensory. Um, yeah, so I'd love to do that. Well, you know, when it ha- came through, I told people close to me, first of all, Josie who works with me, Jennifer, Lower, I started telling people, and some clients, but people didn't want to hear. So what I did, instead of telling what I was seeing, I just helped guide my clients, like suggesting that they work more online, that they're not going to be able to work in person, you know, um, you know, guiding these various ways so that people didn't, you know, get too, you know, harmed, especially, you know, the, their finance and stuff. A lot of people I worked with did not have a online component and they would have been completely decimated you know they would have not had work for been able to go into work for months on end and they're self-employed you know they're they're entrepreneurial so it's all on on them um which that's a whole other thing that is definitely an agenda and i definitely will be talking more on that on patreon um about the agenda and how it's playing out. But again, when we trust our inner knowing, when we have that connection, you first have to get the connection. And just like any good relationship, you have to first develop a relationship. You have to make the connection, and then it takes time to develop that relationship and have that trust so that you really trust that part of you. Um, You know, and I know a lot of people talk about this confirmation bias that you look for people to confirm. But you know what? And that's looked at as a negative. That's not a negative. If you if you are of sound mind, okay, you have to have people in your life that can reflect maybe a different opinion or belief or understanding or by their training. However, it is healthy to have confirmations of what you get intuitively. And I don't find that as a bias unless you're totally only looking for that. But you can put out, that's one of the ways you find out if you're on the right track sometimes, is you ask spirit, you ask God, you ask your higher self, God, the all that is, whatever you, whatever term or phrase you want to use, you say, send me the confirmations. I always say, give me five or six confirmations. But then you have to still check it within yourself. Does it feel, you know, right for you? Um if something feels off or icky or, or nausea in the stomach, something's going on, you know, that's meaning something's not assimilatable. It's too, there's too much dissonance and disharmony within that choice or opportunity or that decision. So I do feel getting confirmation is very healthy. I feel, I feel like if people live only for that, in other words, if you can be with someone that has a different opinion or idea or approach, have that person around you or in your life, but yet you also have the confirmation. See, part of the problem, I think, with the quote-unquote confirmation bias is people cut out anybody that has a difference of opinion. That's why even sometimes where it's challenging for me, I will listen to people or watch podcasts where I just want to cringe. That there, it's To me, it's so unconscious and limiting. But... I need to connect in and rest in the center of that difference, you know, and even see it as a level of consciousness and a level of awareness. 
Because people only know what they know. They don't know what they don't know, right? You only know what you know. And so that's why, like in hypnotherapy, there's a saying, suspend disbelief. And there's a process that asks the person, you don't have to believe me, but just suspend disbelief. So that's a, that's a, that's a, that opens the door. You don't have to believe something or someone, but just suspend disbelief. And then let your own internal process come in. Now, the, the upshot of this is, if you haven't done a lot of emotional healing or clearing, you're not going to get accurate information. If you're trauma, overly traumatized and you can't tell when you're negatively triggered you know, or, or traumatized, you're not going to be able to decipher your own information if you are getting information, whether from a, a person outside of you or within you. Uh, so, you know, it, it goes back to that. You know, we... we Water is water, but whatever whatever color jar you put it in, that's going to be the filtering. So if you have to know your filters. You have to know um, what you know to then open up to what you don't know. Let's see. Sue is saying, funny, when I was younger and played softball, I always knew when I was going to make contact and hit the ball out of the park just before I did. I get, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, Sue, it's in the back of Patreon. There's um, there's probably three, four, five videos of that. Um, you know, that's so true. You can tell when something is going to happen. See, that's that inner knowing. I It's in all areas of life. I've, I've worked with Fortune 500, 100, 500, you know, exec startups, um, it's it's been in everything. I, I've I've heard it from people in that field. I've heard it with people that I knew I was going to meet someone, you know, and then they met a, a love of their life or somebody that was a, they had a long term relationship with or ended up partnering or getting married to, or people that I've worked with in the entertainment field, you know, uh, actors, celebrities. They would always tell me, "I can feel it's going to happen," or "My life is going to change," or "This is the role." Now, sometimes they're disappointed, but usually when they have that kind of misty look or feeling in the voice, there's like a trailing off. It's a, it's a pa- lightness, pause, and calm, and a resolution in there. Um, and definitely, Sue, like in sports, I've worked with athletes, same thing. They all talked about that. And I've worked with some, um, I guess, silver medal, bronze and silver, same thing. Elite athletes, I knew I was getting that. I, I could feel it. Or they would tell me that they hit this stride and they just relaxed into whatever they were doing, whether it was running or biking or I worked with that, surfing or, um, you know, traders. They all, so that is, that is within us. That ability is within us. It's just do you train yourself to listen to that part of you? That's the key. That's the key. Do you invite that part in your life? All right, gang, should we get to some callers here? Let's do that. Let's get to our first caller. Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. This is Zara. Thank you so much for taking my call. Zara? Hi. Yes, Zara. Okay. Hi. Hi, Zara. Uh, thank you. So, yeah, my question is regarding my older daughter. Um, she's been dating uh, a guy for the past year, and I'm wondering if you see this as a long-term relationship. 
Now, was it, has she broken up with somebody already? I feel like there's um, two people around her. No, not that you know. I'm not. Um, I know they've had issues on and off over the past year. That's part of the reason oh. why I'm asking. I'm just wondering. Oh, okay. I haven't it's heard it's anything. It's been them back and forth then. Okay, because I see. I see a breakup, and then I see this person. So it's it's the same person then that I'm picking up on. She was very close to breaking up. Yeah, I guess about a month or two ago, she was very close to breaking up, and somehow um, she wound up back with him. She took him back, and um, yeah, I'm just wondering whether this is going to, whether uh, this is going to be the guy or someone else. I feel there's something off. Are you feeling there's something off with him? It's I, not quite I right. Am. Yes, yes, that's. Yeah, uh-huh. I feel that too. Yes, yes I do. I kind of feel that she, I'm getting with her that there needs to be caution and reserve. And um, he has a lot of baggage. Um, I don't think he's like a bad person, but just he, no he's emotionally. Just not, yeah, just just has a lot of. Emotional baggage. Not available, but also I, there is an explosive part of him. I don't know if she has told you about that or she's mentioned that. She, she, I've heard bits and pieces. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit like he, he can I get a little angry and possessive, yeah. but he's not I, been... I, I, uh, it, no, I don't like that. That's a very... No. Well, yeah, yeah. he has been. See, it's he's not no, he doing it fully he yet. Me that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, because... It, it looks like it's just mm-hmm. a little, but I feel if he had her totally, it would it would mm-hmm. go into that. It would escalate. Yeah. Uh-huh. It would okay. escalate for sure. I, I hate to, I'm sorry to say that. I definitely, yeah. I feel he's been in a relationship before where that ha- escalated, and I feel there uh-huh. as a child he's had that. You know, people uh-huh. call it short fuse. They have little cute yeah. names, but it, it's not right. cute when you're in the situation. <laughs> Short right, views, and, you know, like, oh, what, you know, you got a temper, right. well, that's yeah, why temper I'm a little me, concerned, yes, I would love to know what you're picking up, do you see I her staying with him? I think they may, no, I, I, even if, okay, I, I, since this is just a little mini read, all I can say is that even yes. if they do somehow, you know, uh, recommit or solidify, she won't, she won't end up staying with him. There is a different person in her life. I don't know that it's right away. It could be three to five years, but there oh, is no. a different person. Okay. Yeah, there mm-hmm. is a different. Well, because she's in, she's enthralled with this. She's back and forth. She thinks this guy can change, or she can handle him, or he's not that bad. Mm. She's in mm. what we call the minimizing phase, right. and of course he mm-hmm. ropes her in, and I'm sorry, and mm-hmm. and but she's seen the mm-hmm. flag. She's gotten a little scared. She's gotten unnerved. I can feel it. She's gotten right. a little like, hmm, yeah. She's, she's aware of them. She's just too soft-hearted and, yeah, like you said, mm-hmm. feels she can change him. And just, it's not soft-hearted. It's, it's hard when people, if you, unless you've gone through that kind of situation or mm-hmm. we all think if I got better or I listened, then the person can too. And so she's in, mm-hmm. unfortunately in that phase. Um, I would just reflect back to her, look, red flags or, red, you know, I, I just think mm-hmm. if you just reflect back to her what she already knows and then leave it, mm-hmm. it'll mm-hmm. be helpful because I definitely do feel she's been checking her reality because I get bursts. I, I get like it's like, 
like it's like simmering, simmering, and then it's like boom! All of a sudden, he says something or moves quickly or yells, and she, you know, I feel like the first time it happened, she was like, "Oh, wait a minute, what did you know? Woo! What happened right. here?" Right. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's she's seen the flag. That's all I can say. She has seen the red flags, and um, I think you know him talking things through and. That's the hard thing because when we've been to get when somebody, especially around that you know eight month to year mark, mm-hmm. it's it sometimes it seems like well we can work through anything because relate you know all relations have this but not only honesty but safety we need to feel safe right especially as women right. within a relationship so anyway mm-hmm. that's all I can tell you is that I I feel like she, unfortunately because she's in this minimizing phase. Um, there might be something a little different. I do see her going on some vacation or trip. She I don't just, know. She's, she oh, she just got back? back she oh, got because back it shows, okay, by herself, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I hope I hope the guy was yeah, there no, with no, her. What, no, 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 no. Okay, well, I don't know if it's this because I heard when she gets back mm-hmm. from the trip, she's going to have a different, start to have a different mindset. So all oh, she needs good. is a little bit of space. So she may be having a little, now that we're having this conversation, Zara, she may be having already a little bit of um because she had that space. Right. Um, yeah, that's all she needs. Because I feel when she's away from him, she uh-huh. sees it as not like something's off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, it's just too. Okay. He hasn't handled his wounding, but I also feel he does. Right. He's not capable. It's he's not going to be the guy that gets over the, this. That that right, temperament right. is in there. That temperament is in mm-hmm. there. Sorry to say. No, I know that, and that's why I'm concerned. So, do you think she'll be open to talking to me about it? Because I don't like to talk to her. I mean, she doesn't talk to me about it because she knows I don't like this guy. Um, so she steers away from conversations. Do you do you think I should bring what it up can, or? What you can do is open-ended and even say something, regardless of what I feel, you really need to trust your intuition, trust your gut Mm. and and what's right Mm. for you and how Mm -hmm. does this person make you feel. Put it back on her because the whole reason people get in these situations Mm. um, is they're not – they're not getting that reflection. Either people don't want to talk about it, don't want to bring it up, or they're totally against. So if you mm-hmm. help with that empowerment of putting it back on her, mm-hmm. um, then I feel that that'll plant a little seed. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm going to try. Yeah, yeah. She's been gone for a couple of weeks now, so she's had some space to think it through. And uh, I was just like, is he with is, is is he with her? Like, I wasn't sure. She didn't tell me, and I can't ask her about it because she's like, well, maybe yeah, something happened. All I heard psychically was a trip. She was going on a trip, and when mm-hmm. she comes back, either she's taking some space or the trip gave her space or there's okay. something about space and she has a, a different opinion. So Good. maybe something yeah. happened on the trip or if she went on her own. Now, she may go on another trip because I see March, uh-huh. Uh-huh. maybe April, That's but maybe possible. March. I feel like there's something that she's going to take a, a break from him mm-hmm. and the situation. 
So mm-hmm. something may have happened. They may have had a spat or he may have displayed something. But definitely I feel she's looking at the situation. It's just yeah. unfortunately she's, she's minimizing a little, mm-hmm. you know, she's minimizing. But I don't know. There's something with the trip where she starts getting more clarity. I so it could so. be this trip. It could, it could be this trip. He was so close. To Just be with her. Him. Okay. Okay. And what did you say? May I ask? What did you say when? And you know what? I heard from a friend, a good friend that she happened to meet um, on a business trip, and this friend told me what what my daughter had said. So she didn't talk oh, okay. to me directly. She was very very okay. close to breaking up, and but she kept saying, "But I love him. But I love him." And yeah. That made We're me all like, come taught. on. Yeah. I know, archetypally, Beauty and the Beast, we're all taught that we can <laughs> call, I've been there, we can calm the beast. No, not if the beast hasn't I'm, calmed themselves. <laughs> we, right, fairy tale, the, I, kissing the frog, and it turns it. into a prince. I know, oh, I know, my God, no, a, a frog is a frog. A frog is a frog is a frog, exactly. But there comes a yeah. point, she's seen the red flags, and I know she's aware of them, and it's just like, I hope it comes to a point where you just, you can't take it anymore. It's like what it, you know, the yes, last straw. Yes. And I'm thing. just saying for you, rather mm-hmm. find a way mm-hmm. to affirm her, right? And trust your inner knowing, or you know, mm-hmm. you can say that yeah, I haven't liked him, but you know, you know what's really healthy for you, or what's right for you, or what your values mm-hmm. are. What you just find little ways to just plate plant it, place it back on her. Right. Um, and that's going to open up some psychic space between the two of you where she won't feel enmeshed, like mommy's trying to tell me what to do or doesn't like him. That's, that's um, always, yeah, that's always the issue. I mean, I've, always like learned, I've learned and I've, I've told my friends, listen, mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, whether it's a partner or person I'm dating or was dating or business, mm-hmm. I make it a ha- tell me what you really think. Don't Don't, you know, overly criticize, but tell me what you really mm-hmm. think. Because mm-hmm. in those times when someone wants to break up or leave someone or some situation, they will remember if they, if mm-hmm. they trust. So it's, that's why having really good, you know, support, friends is really important. Um, right. You know, but again, that takes time. That takes time to develop that. All right, right Zara, keep us posted. Well, Big hug, okay? I will. Okay. Thank you so much, okay. Michelle. Thank You're you. welcome. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. It's Teresa. How are you? Hey, Teresa. Doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I have a question. If you are seeing anything, um, there's been a little situation uh, a few miles away from where I live, uh, kind of an environmental thing that has happened. And okay. um, I'm wondering if that's going to have any influence over um a, like if we plan to sell our market. house market yeah a little bit i heard the market yeah there's something with the market um now is there a lot of grass or greenery over there and i get i am also getting like a big pipe or something does that make sense uh, uh yeah what makes sense is um unbeknownst to us there was a landfill, and it was supposed to be a green okay. landfill. And yes. apparently it wasn't monitored, 
and now they think there may be even carcinogenic material in there. Well, I think they're going to take stuff out. Uh, I think they're. I think they're going. It, it's greenery. A lot of greenery, though, right? Is it? Yeah. Why do I see? Okay. Um, I see like a, a white truck with. I think it's either reddish or brown letters. It, it looks like a ha- hazard truck. Almost like a gas truck. So either they're piping something out of there, maybe gases or something. There's going to be a lot of construction over there. So I don't know if they're undoing stuff. Because I do see the people around, really, the word that I, the phrase I'm hearing is pitching a fit. <laughs> so yeah. there, there yeah, may be... Uh, it's an underground fire. Oh, maybe that's why. Oh, okay. I, I definitely see a lot of um, work or construction or and testing. Um, let's see, what is it? Do you see anything that's dangerous? It may be, mm, well, I think there's something with gas or gases. I think that's what they're concerned about, like if it could blow. If there's like a, I don't know, I'm hearing gases. I, I'm not a scientist so I don't know what it's called but I'm that what I'm hearing psychically is something about gas or gases so okay. they may be putting holes in there I don't know something because I see this like like spigot or something going in the ground um, uh. pulling out yeah and then in around there there's something either with sewer or sewer or I, I see big um, God, I don't know what are they called pipes <laughs> like I don't know so, yeah, there's probably going to be quite a bit of uh, work there to just see what's what and, and you know, make it safer. Um, it may be that there has to be something done in there, like a, I, I don't know, I keep hearing like a spigot. Like, I don't know if it's like to turn something on so it releases the gas. That's kind of what I'm getting visually. Um, let's see. But you'll be able to move. You'll be able to get... Um, I, I got to tell you, and I know we got to go because I got other callers. But a, an interesting story that this is reminding me of, Teresa, is years ago. I mean, there's a really nice area um, up by these uh, lagoons. It just just probably five miles, six, uh, maybe a lot more, ten miles from where I live. I don't know uh, where my house is, my main house. Um, and I remember years ago, a friend of mine, and it, it's it's really quite, you know, in a kind of Stepford Wisey way, I don't know how to say it, but a lot of people moved in there, and now a lot of techies have moved in. It's like Silicon Beach. Uh, there's a lot of, um, uh, what is it, media and tech companies in the area. But a friend of mine, um, they just had had a child, and they, and they moved, they, they were looking for a place, um, trans, you know, transition place to go there, and they went there because they loved everything's there. You know, one of those places, all amenities are there. It's like you drive in, and it's like a little village, a little city. But they're in one condo, and there's like a little, like a, like a little poof. I don't know. That's what the husband told me. Like a poof came out, and it did it like three times, and it was in the wall. And he said, "What is that?" And she said, "It's some kind of gas thing, because it was built on this property." was built on the landfill and to get the the gas. Of uh-huh. course, they didn't rent it. 
all these people rent, and they're not inexpensive, and they look nice. They, you know how they do the, the kinds of homes. They look nice on the outside, and I've been on the inside, actually, of a couple of them because my old uh, person that used to do my eyebrows uh, owned one of the condos. But people don't care. Some people just don't care, and that place is filled to the brim. There's a Whole Foods there. There's all the swanky, swanky, and a lot of, you know, so, but but it kind of reminded. I'm not seeing the exact same thing where you're talking, but I do see something in the ground and like a little knob or something. So they're uh, going to be letting the air out or something, the pressure out or something's going on with that. Okay, and you think we'll be okay as far as like selling our house? Oh, I think you'll be able to sell it. Yeah, I don't feel it's going to impede you. Because um, yeah, it's a big environmental thing now. And they've got all these groups on the news talking about it. And um, well, I would. That's know, what I was probably going to say. I would wait a bit, maybe six, eight months. Yeah. But that's why I heard the phrase. What, what did they say? Um, now they're saying madder than a hornet's nest. So I don't know. I'm getting all these people like up in arms about it. Oh, yeah. you know, and, and oh, yeah. putting pressure. <laughs> So they're definitely going to do something to make it better is what I'm hearing, and they may even be taking some stuff out of there and putting it someplace else. So, uh, okay. That's yeah. That's been talked yeah. a little bit about how are oh, they no, going there, to Oh, no, I see that. Well, I see because I see trucks and I see, like, I don't know, some kind of, I don't know what you call it, I, I, big pipes, like, but, like, 30 feet, like big, big pipes, so I don't know. They, they may have a way of flesh. I, I don't know. All I see is a lot of trucks there, that white one that looks like a gas truck stuff stuck in and releasing and tearing up some of the stuff to move it because I don't feel people are going to let up on this at all. No. No, yeah. no, they won't. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate it so much, and I have to tell you, oh. I really so enjoyed the Patreon on Saturday. It was such a conversation. Thank you. Me, me too. Me too. I really, um, oh, it was great. It was really great to connect with everybody and all the stuff that everybody was, um, you know, sharing. It was great. All right, Teresa, till next time. Take care. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. My name is Maria, and I had a little question. What is coming up for my love life? Ooh, that's a big question. What way? Like when are you going to meet someone? Yeah, exactly. Something, you know, what's coming up? Substantial. Very yeah. Yeah. Lightly. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Okay. Well, right now it's definitely showing a lot of focus on work, routine. My suggestion, what I'm getting intuitively, shifting your routine, opening, uh, somehow opening up your routine or what you do on a day-to-day basis, and also focusing on health, wellness, fitness, however you want to put it, oh, food, nutrition, perfect. Yes. Now, why this? Because mindset, as we as we prepare, sometimes when we get in that kind of mode and we're feeling better and we're feeling more outgoing, then that acts like as an attractor, right? It's an attractor beam. We're, we're broadcasting a different signal that we're ready, um, right? So the pheromones get going differently. You know, there, there's yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah, stuff perfect. that happens biochemically. 
that's what I get for you as your next step. And it may be, it's going to happen, you know, I don't know. It could be mid, mid-year or more towards the end of the year. It feels like it's once you're more in this routine and out and about that there is a um, sudden or out-of-the-blue connection. It's, it's a not-planned-for uh, connection is what I'm hearing. Okay, perfect. Okay. Interesting. Thank you very much. Yes. You're so welcome. Hi. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hi, you're on air. Got two Hi, more Michelle. callers, and we're going to see if I can. Hi. How are you? This is Ashil from New York. Okay. What's your first name? Ashil. I've spoken to you before. Ashil. Hi, Ashil. Yeah. Hi. Welcome. Um, thank you. Um, can I just get a quick message for 2023, or I have to ask a specific question? Okay. Yeah, ask a specific question. I'm okay, to career. My, my career, what's coming up? Okay, let's see. Will I get more with you, self-starter or something that you're wanting to do on the side or, or some kind of project? Is that true? I just started and, New Year uh, online. Oh, you did? Perfect. Uh, yeah, I just started online. Perfect. Uh, Be- okay, that's perfect. That's definitely going to p- pick up because um, it's also showing either clients, customers, other people's money. There could be a loan or or a grant or some or you or you save up enough to then do something, whether it's advertising or doing something in the business. That right now I'm getting a lot to do with a business focus for you. And focusing on the fine, on yeah, on your finances. Yeah, looks good. Yeah, you're definitely going to be scaling up. So just keep doing whatever it is that you're doing, focused on. And it also okay. shows you building some kind of great community, or that could be customer base. Um, but it is a lot to do with you. It's it's you initiating a lot. Okay. You're the you know you're the steam. You're the steam behind it. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's how I feel. You know, I'm just going out there making things happen, you know, and just take chances, you know. Yeah, do, yeah, just take it's a it's a good it's a good opportunity. Okay. All right, Ashiel, you take care. Thank Bye. you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye. Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Hi. I'm Maddie. I am Maddie, Hi, Maddie from Georgia. Hi. I'm Maddie from Georgia. Huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Thank you. Hi. Uh, thank you. Um, I want to know, um, do you help with dreams? Oh, yes. I'm trained in Jungian um, healing and dream therapy. So, yes, yes, yes. Is it a long well, one? Because we just, we got to, I'm, I'm trying to see where our guest is. If our guest is in the queue, could you... Press one on your keypad because I'm not seeing the guest number that I have, which is nine three two eight one eight nine three two. I'm not seeing the guest number, so I'm going to put a call into the um, producer. Oh my God! Okay, Maddie, go ahead. Okay. Well, um, I was trying to figure out the other uh, not last night. They uh, they before I dreamed about a woman coming in with a beautiful purple dress. And last night I dreamt about 
a nice fur coat. And I said, what is this dream telling me? Mm. Wow, okay. Do you have any ideas or you want you want to hear mine? I want to hear yours. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear yours, yes. Okay, great. So purple coat, now that's interesting. So we, we have the symbol of, of coat and cloaks, which is protection and it's comfort. It's, you know, you think of a coat, you know, it wraps around us. And purple okay. is the crown chakra, and above it has to do with purple is regalness, royalty, spirituality. And then the fur coat, again, comfort, but it's also of a, you know, upper you know upper level or upper looked at as more you know upper class um with with the fur it also can be instincts trusting your instincts to me it's also talking about your spirituality um as your protection as your guide or you wear that or you can tap into that and also perhaps even you know how to maybe use that more on an everyday level can also be your self-esteem coming up because it's also about being connected to your spirit, your spirituality or spiritual principles or spiritual truth, but also up-leveling, maybe even up-leveling financially or feeling good about yourself, feeling better in your skin, feeling, um, what's the uh, phrase or word I'm trying to say, Um, like abundant or that you're – you know, more in touch with this higher or other aspect of yourself, and so you're feeling protected and taken care of. It can also be self-esteem, confidence um, due to feeling better, feeling safer, feeling protected. that ringing any bells? Is that? It, it does. It does ring a bell because uh, I've I been feeling, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I've been feeling kind of happy. Oh, okay. The frequency that you know, my like my vibration frequency is has lifted, and I just been feeling feeling good. Okay, there we go. So feeling up leveled, and so those those are symbols. Uh, it, it, it's directly to your spirituality. So sometimes we feel abundant, prosperous. We feel you know our self esteem is up. We feel. Um, even like we've up-leveled maybe even our choices, like instead of getting regular bananas, we get organic, right? Instead, right, you know, yeah. you'll spend the extra 50 cents because, you know what I'm saying, whatever that is, or dollar. It's like, well, I'm worth it for, for, for something that's nurturing or good food. Um, so that's definitely what I'm getting in that. That's, that's an amazing, you know, a lot of times our dreams are uh, – they they give us our next step, but they also give us a confirmation of what we've worked on. You know, they can be processing dreams, but dreams like what you've had isn't so much about processing. It's more about a level of attainment or awareness, this, this new state in, of, of being. And uh, Sue's in the chat who's done my dream workshop. So if you're ever interested in that, Maddie, you can um, just email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Um, because every I'll probably do one this year. I'm not exactly sure when. Probably more, maybe closer to end of spring. Um, but I do do a, a dream interpretation 
workshops where we work with our dreams. So that might be fun for you. Okay, Awakening Podcast. Yeah, Awakenings Podcast. All one word, Awakenings Podcast. Mm-hmm. At at gmail dot com. At gmail dot com. Yeah, and you can also go to my website, soulplayground.life, if that's easier. And then I think there's like a sign-up like to get on the email list. And, and then you get a meditation out of it, too. <laughs> so I think there's a link to get a meditation. Yeah, so whichever one's uh, soulplayground.life or soulplayground.com. And then mm-hmm. awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. And just say, okay. put me on the list for the dream therapy uh, and dream interpretation, because that, that's a great, that's a great one, right, Sue? In the chat, that's a, that's a great one. Well, that's a great dream. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, that was that was um, yes, that was very enlightening for me. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. good. I love hearing that. Okay. Bye. That's- Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. This is Valerie. Hey, Valerie. How are you? Hi. Good. I wanted to see if you see me doing anything creative to bring in uh, additional income. Okay. Well, now, isn't that up to you, right? Oh, yeah. I just wanted to see if you... Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's see it coming through. Okay. I don't know where our guest is. Let's see. And of course, I did the. Tw- I did. I had time to do a tweet. Oh. Let's see. All right. Let's tune in for you here. Hmm. Okay. First of all, I get a lot of co- when I tune into you. I get a lot of color. Kind of bright color, and something with spring, mid to end of spring, and I'm getting also gardening, planting something, and I, I don't know if it's a poppy or Gerber. Gerber, um, now either you're going to be planting some stuff or you're going to be getting flowers on a regular, there's something about you connecting with flowers and flowering. Now, this is, I'm getting to tell you this is symbolically, but is also literally. It's going to help you move forward with your creativity and being in connection with it. And I'm, the message I'm getting is to start the seeds now, planting the, the seeds um, of creation and eventually new direction. So it, I don't know if it's going to be adjunct to your income or you're going to be doing something differently um, for your income. So you may be wanting – yeah, there it is. There it is. You could even – I don't know if it's money you've set aside or you take a little loan out or you do, you know, crowdfunding, but there is some investment that you're going to be making for some kind of project. Um, It could even be Etsy or selling it online. There definitely is an online component I'm hearing. But it's starting small. It's planting the seed. So I don't know if that's making sense to you. Do you see in what direction, uh, what area is it? What are the ones you're looking at? Because you have to be invested. That's the whole thing. Right. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I wasn't really sure um, if I should be out in the world or if I should just be doing something remotely from home. I'm getting right now there's something more. Well, you could do both, but you're eventually going to definitely do something from home. Again, getting... To get the creative juices going, right, to connect us to that part, we first need to just act off of inspiration, which I call inspired action. So we get a thought, oh, I'd like to do that, and check that out. Because, see, right now you're kind of – that's why I think they're talking about the seeds. So I would even plant some seeds, honestly. I would plant some flowers or something and tend to them. Because you're going to be in that cycle, where there's something growing deep within in the subconscious, the creative unconscious you're connecting to through your subconscious mind, but you don't yet know which one is going to sprout, which, which one or ones are you going to do. So you're in what we call the research mode, the seeking and finding. So we go, we're always in the seeking and finding, and then we move into experiencing and then just being so we move from seeker to finder to being something that may kind of awaken you a bit is a a book called awakening the heroes within by carol k pearson p-e-a-r-s-o-n and because you're in a process. See, I can even, I've done it, and I've even done it for clients this, years ago. This is why, whether it's this kind of question or past life regression, I will only now do past life regression as it ties into what someone's going through now. What's the helpful lifetime? lifetime? What's going on back then or up there or parallel universe, whatever you know, nomenclature or belief system you want to bring in. So, see, you have to find it for it to be fulfilling. So right now you're really in that exploration mode. You're in the research mode. Try a little this. I also call it the, like it's like the hors d'oeuvre tray or dessert tray mm-hmm. in the restaurant. Or You're going to just try a little. Maybe one you taste, oh, I don't like that at all. Oh, I'll try this. I'll do more of this. I'll do more of that. Because you're reengaging that part of you, right? Right. You're reengaging mm-hmm. this part of you. And as you reengage this part of you, then the curiosity comes up. And you'll be uh, mm-hmm. some things you may go back to some interest. I feel like for a long time ago, maybe even twenty years ago, um, there could be some interest. So to keep to to get the fire ignited and going, you don't want to censor yet. It's all it's almost like editing. You don't get censor. You don't want to edit. It's like you need to be the writer right now. Just write. Just just try this. Try that. Create. Do this. Do that. Later, mm-hmm. you'll edit. You'll go, no, I'm going to do this one now. I'm not going to do this one right now. I'm not going to do that one at all. So you need to go into that mode because I definitely do see that there is going to be something that you're doing. Could be both in person but also definitely online because I think you getting out, you know, of the house a bit would be good getting other, you know, influences. And also at this phase, too, you may or may not stay with what it is that you start. That's the other thing. You've got to give yourself permission to just try something, and then, if you know, if it's put it on the side burner or back burner. You don't have to make decisions about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're at. That's what I feel for you. So I would look at your interest, just anything that interests you. Everything, 
books, shows, podcasts, um, you know, just everything, just anything, because the the creative aspect of our being is very circular. It's not linear, and so something inspires something that inspires something else. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay, I hope that helps. Yeah. Unless you have a, if you have a, a question between two ideas, that's another, you know. Well, I was thinking maybe flower arranging, arrangement. Oh well, that's why I kept getting flowers. <laughs> Okay, there uh-huh. we go. Start with that yeah. then. Okay, because that's the first thing that came up, and that's what—that's your intuition. So flower arranging, plant flower garden, if you have a garden or what is it, a potted plant, it doesn't matter. Just get, That's the direction to go in. No wonder I was seeing flowers. I kept going, okay, is she going to garden? Or she's... But see, well, this do, is how I our higher – huh? You did what? I do a lot of gardening now around my home. Oh, perfect. But, okay. Yeah, but to turn it into something that could bring in an income would be nice. Okay, but so now, you, see, you need to think out of the box, though, because right. it, may, it may be something in person. It may be that you sell, I don't know, uh, flower kits or starter kits, like mm-hmm. plant your seed, you know, with affirmation, and you sell that online with the seeds of a certain plant, with the Afri- you know what I mean? It's infinite what you could do. I right. feel like what's really right. important for you to to know and to adhere to is that you're in a process. So you have to think about the seeding, the sprouting, the, mm-hmm. the stalk, the bud, the, the leaf, the bud. You know, you're in a process, and I feel like your gardening is going to help you with that process. If you do what you do with the gardening – if you apply that to your life, mm-hmm. then it's going to be you're you're going to get exactly what you need. You're going to get to where you need need to be. Okay. Well, hopefully, then by the spring or summer, it will be all resolved. Or well, just in. Tr- well, you need to start though. That's the thing. Without thinking of the results, see, you're already in the editing mode. Right. It's, it's going to okay. be much easier and faster. Yeah, it's going to be much easier and faster for you. If you just get into the create mode, like I'm sure when right. you plant that garden, you know, okay, it's going to take a few months, and okay, let me just have that time. Let me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Very cool, very What's cool. It? All right, yeah, Valerie, keep you. us posted, definitely. Yes, let us know how Certainly. things go, how they unfold. Okay. Absolutely. Take care. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye-bye. I guess our guest hasn't called in, so I'm going to just keep going. Can you hear me? Oh, I have a whole other number for you. Otherwise, I would have picked up. Oh, my gosh. Is it Dr. Sam? Sam? Apologize for that. Yeah, Yeah. I'm here. (laughs) Great. Okay. Okay. I had an 818 number. 932, not a 501. Yeah, actually here in Puerto Rico in our wellness center, so I had to call through Wi-Fi. Oh, Okay. Okay. Well, next time if you're on, let us let us know because I was waiting for that, and I've been texting them. Produce. Where is he? On? Is there, if he's not coming, I'll keep going. I'll make it. <laughs> but you're here now, and um, I'm very excited that you are. And uh, by the way, are you on Twitter? Uh, yeah, at Dr. Sam Zan. I'm not very active there, but my Instagram and TikTok is the same handle. 
Okay, perfect. Cause I, I think we put it to Twitter, definitely Instagram. So uh, let's let um, our listener participants know a bit about you. I'm just going to uh, – Dr. Sam Zand is with us, practicing psychiatrist and chief medical officer at Better You, which we'll get in into that a bit. And um, we've also done some research and studies as well as treating patients with ketamine, um, got to focus on addiction, recovery, psychotherapy, crisis intervention, as well as bringing um, more of the holistic um, healing and wellness modalities of breath work, meditation, yoga, and mindfulness. So um, people can go to, what, what's your website, Sam? Yeah, betteryoucare.com with just the letter U. And they can learn all about the work that we're doing in the alternative mental health space. Okay, I love that. All right. Alternative mental, okay. Because sometimes people like to get a fit, you know, they're listening, and if they're at home or wherever they are in one place, they like to go to the website, betteryoucare.com. All right. So I had some, uh, I was like, wow, okay, this guy's interesting. <laughs> what, um, yeah, we'll get into all the, the, I know a lot of people doing the psychedelics and the, I don't know, the froggy medicine, ayahuasca. I mean, there's so many. The ketamine. Um, right. Which uh, it's, it's kind of getting traction. But I, I did, I want to get dive into that. But I also want to know, what are the changes that you're seeing in mental health as far as the approach and solutions? Um, I mean, are obviously you're kind of in the vanguard of this integration process of different approaches. But I had a question. Are you seeing that also in other either organizations, clinics, institutions? Are you seeing papers written on this, or is it still very fringe? You know, I think that a lot of people have opened up to new possibilities in, in mental health and psychiatry. The problem that we're trying to get away from is in the past you have to be sick. You have to have a diagnosis, a disorder, to be able to be treated. And so – there's been some shame around that, and, and I think the stigma of there's nothing wrong with me, and, you know, I don't want to, I'm not crazy, I don't need to see a psychiatrist. I think that's evolving in many ways where people are seeing mental health as a strength, not a weakness. And because mm. of that, we're shifting towards not looking for what's wrong with you, but looking for what's right with you. And being able to enhance self-exploration, to understand ourselves better, increase self-awareness, and with that, find the areas in our life that need more attention, that perhaps need more harmony and balance. And that's where our effort and energy can go. And I, I think broadly in mental health, we are seeing more efforts that are holistic. We are seeing more efforts that are deviating away from, you know, it's only the medication approach that we've been doing for so long and the therapy approach. But no, there's so many other ways to look at our mental health, to dive into the spiritual side, to look at our environmental health. All these different factors, I think, especially just being in touch with the body and seeing how that affects our emotions. Um, I, I'm really excited for the future of our industry, and I do see a rapid shift in, in my community here and, um, and really all over the U.S. Mm. Yeah, it is. A, a, I was wondering about that, a bit of shift in you know, mindset and interpretation. Um, and, of course, I do feel people, we're really talking more the mainstream narrative, mainstream consciousness, mainstream viewpoint, uh, mainstream media, because I do feel people that are have been more in alternative therapies 
have looked at um, these modalities as exploration or let me be even better or let me heal but it doesn't you know mean that I'm less than well we all kind of many of us do start that I'm I am less than but then we learn right you know it's uh you know we're not what happens to us uh, yeah right. I, just, oh, I like that yeah I like that I just am I love that I think that's um so it seems to be an interesting zeitgeist and an intersection in the zeitgeist of people wanting to open up more to the um, worms and weeds, so to speak, where the flowers grow, you know, the deep, dark, embedded earth of um, our nature. People are starting, I feel, asking questions. Um, I mean, I definitely even see it on this podcast with questions that I I get. Um, There's starting to be more of a depth or a, a deeper understanding of one's life or what what is life or individually or how you know that how does one cope or how does one attain or experience more fulfillment and so people it seems like that they're they're um you know searching now in saying that what is the intersection with because um, it was surprised me because i thought oh psychiatrist we've had psychiatrists on the podcast before and and usually they're in embracing more of an alternative approach but psychiatry had the narrative and correct me if it's if i'm wrong or if it's changed a lot with pharmaceutical very pharmaceutical driven um chemical brain you know it's in the brain there's a chemical um but i notice you have you know the background also in the psychotherapy and then the other modalities. So is that that's your practice? Want to know about that? But is there also starting to be a change in the template of psychiatry? I really hope so, and I, I do think that if we looked at ourselves as this chemical soup, and our our jobs as psychiatrists, namely, has been to try to guess what's comprised of that chemical soup based on the symptoms and the presentation, but there are no blood tests. There are no images of the brain that exactly tell us, oh, no, you have a little too much dopamine or not enough serotonin. And so I I do believe at its core that system's a little bit flawed. And additionally, Mm -hmm. not only is it a guessing game, but it also is making the assumption that we are static, that how we feel today is how we're going to feel Mm -hmm. tomorrow and in 10 years. And we're not. We're dynamic. We're constantly evolving. And so... If I'm treating somebody in one phase of their life, maybe they just had a breakup or a divorce, maybe they had a loss and they're going through grief, and I'm saying, okay, well, this medication might help right now. That doesn't mean you need it in a year. And I think traditionally we've been telling people, well, no, you suffer from depression or you have bipolar disorder, and so you need this medication almost you know, the same way someone was born with diabetes, they need insulin. It, it's not true. For mental health and I think we need to understand that we actually have more access to our internal pharmacy in our alternative ways and the goal is really just to find equilibrium is to find a place of homeostasis and so how do we do that well you can take a pill and have that guessing game and work backwards and do the trial and error process which is what most psychiatrists do or we can really connect with self connect with the earth connect with nature connect with the spirit and understand that we are a composition of not only what's going on internally, but what's going on externally. Our system of beliefs 
psychologically, you know, where is that in the body, right? We, if I'm a cardiologist, mm-hmm. I'm measuring the heart and I'm treating the heart. But as a psychiatrist, I'm measuring our thoughts and emotions. Where do those lie? And I think treating the soul, psychiatry, the etymology is healer of the soul. It's really just we need to understand it's a limited understanding we have, and it's not an exact science. And there is a little bit of the unknown that we have to account for when we're treating people's mental and emotional health. So this is where I hope that we're all drifting to understand that it's okay that we don't have the science fully down. We're going to try our best, and in some cases, medications do help. But in many other cases, it's a journey of self-exploration that's never-ending, and we're never going to have a definitive answer. But that exploration is really the growth and the healing that we need. Mm, I like that. I think, you know, it's very interesting because in medicine, um, whether, you know, mental or physical, uh, emotional, although emotions is usually left out, (laughs) but it really is one of the few uh, sciences or arenas or areas uh, in life that it's looked at as open shut or definitive, not open ended. Every so many more, even in education, it's like oh, things can get better. We're bringing this in, and definitely in technology. Oh, this is what we have now, but there's 1.0, 2.0, There is this kind of embedded in the process of under and understanding is that there is improvement and that. It's it's not necessarily one size you know fits all. For some reason in psychiatry or even psych- psychology, it's like looked at okay, this is the prescription, this is what you do, this is the medicate, this is it. Um, but it sounds like by what you're saying that there's starting to be more of a embracing of leaving it more processed, leaving it open, and maybe and bringing other modalities into. Um, not only augment, but perhaps even learn from by the by the results of what you're bringing in. If that, makes yeah, sense. yeah, totally. I agree with what you're saying. And if you think about 20 years ago, do you remember the old adage, "Don't kill a brain cell; they don't grow back." We've actually found yes. that's not true. Modern, yes. modern wow. science has now told us that the brain does regenerate. That we do have what we call neurogenesis, the creation of new neurons throughout our life. Now, it may slow down. It might be much more heightened when we're children or young adults. But when we're children, everything is brand new. And so all of the external stimulation is teaching us something. And so new neurons are being built. And when we get older as adults, unfortunately, sometimes we don't expose ourselves to new stimuli. And we end up going through a cyclical pattern neurologically in our brain that these neurons are not uh, what we call being very neuroplastic, meaning flexible and moldable. Mm-hmm. And we're having a harder time to make these new connections. And what you said that a lot of the times we actually learn from the medicine and the treatment, what we've learned about uh, psychedelics, what we learned about the brain through psychedelic therapy is what psychedelics all have in common is this key uh, point of neuroplasticity. It's increasing the brain's ability to make new connections, to deviate from our rigid patterns, and to think about things differently. And what that's taught us is many times it's not really what we're going through, but how we react to it. And you can look at COVID and the pandemic. We all became very isolated. We were kind of you know, stuck in our homes. We didn't have exposure to 
vacation and healthy social outlets and, you know, leisurely activities that we're normally doing to get out and do things differently. And, and what we saw from that is this neuro-rigid mindset where people became very uh, irritable or anxious, fearful, worrisome, depressed, more so because their brain is just now in this rut where they, they aren't seeing things flexibly. And so ketamine therapy, as an example, it's legal and prescribable by any physician in the U.S., is disrupting that pattern and allowing us to see things more flexibly. And I've seen so many people come to me and say, you know, I've been going through this so intensely, this anger, this resentment, I can't get over it. They do one treatment, and all of a sudden the same situation externally exists, but the way that they interact and react to it is brand new. They're able to reset their approach. And all of a sudden, that anger, that irritability subsides from just one treatment. Now, the work's not done. Right? There's a lot more now to build upon that new blank canvas. But just giving ourselves that mental lubricant, that ability to see things flexibly, has been such a game changer. And, and that's what we're learning in mental health, is it's really about having a flexible approach to things to be able to get through what we're going mm. Now, what is, isn't it, uh, gosh, um is it an anesthetic, ketamine, or? Yeah, yeah. So ketamine historically was uh, created as an anesthetic. Very high doses. It's used in operations and procedures. They use it for adults, children, elderly, you know, as young as one or two years old. It's a very safe medication. It's on the World Health Organization's list of essential medicines. But just in the last few years, four years ago, a form of ketamine called S-ketamine got approved for major depressive disorder. And... In our offices, when we started to use this medication, we saw such a rapid shift in our patient's ability to engage in therapy and find more benefit rather than just feeling like we're going to the therapist and reliving our past traumas but not getting anywhere. With this, you know, we dove much more into what are the healing powers of ketamine. And there's tons of research. And Right now, a, a study just started on the impact of alcoholism when people are taking ketamine. I've seen so many patients come to me and say, this wasn't even my intention, but after I'm going through these treatments, I don't really drink anymore. I don't smoke anymore. I'm kinder to my wife now. You know, I've, I realize I love my wife, but I was adding so much tension to the relationship, and now I've just been much more softer and, and gentler in my approach. And it's this realization of self, this reset of being able to see what we're going through almost from an outside perspective. And then the rationale of, you know, why would I put this poison in my body? Or why would I treat somebody I love the way that I am? And so ketamine has evolved from that anesthetic used in operating rooms to now being highly used in, in the mental health community to help people realign, to prioritize what's important to them, to let the background noise and clutter just kind of, you know, disintegrate away and not have that be the way, the guide of our actions and behaviors. Mm. Now, does this work on its own, or do you bring in um, other modalities to augment, or is it just different? Yeah, a, is it different on an individual basis? It's a great question. And traditionally, these ketamine clinics, you go, you get an infusion or an injection, and there often wasn't any therapist because it was used by anesthesiologists. The last 10, 20 years, those were the doctors that had the most proficiency with ketamine but they didn't have mental health training. Now, okay, yeah. even in that setting, 
some people were benefiting, right? They, they were coming in and saying, I feel so much better after my treatment. But many were saying, I've had this perspective shift, but I don't know what to do with it now. And I need, I need a platform to be able to explore this. So what we've done is we've augmented the actual treatments with pre-preparation, intention setting, journaling, breath work, meditation, all the things to help us really ground ourselves and be open to this new uh, perspective shift so that we can be an observer of ourselves. And then afterwards, what we call integration, is so important to sit and process what we explored, what we learned, the original intentions that we were journaling about prior. How do they feel now that our brain is a little bit more reset, a little bit more open to new possibilities? And that integration work is so important because now our brain is malleable and like warm clay, we want to set it and mold it in the way that we uh, find is most empowering for us. So that adjunctive work is so important, in my opinion. Yeah, we had, and I'm not recalling who it was, so um, in a similar field that was saying, and I like this, that whole idea that the brain is not hardwired, it's actually malleable. And and so we mm-hmm. went from, remember, wired. You're wired for this. I mean, I remember, I think it was late 90s and definitely mid-2000s, everything was about you're wired, wired for this, wired for that. And there was articles. And Your free proximity you know, call will automatically hang up in five minutes. Hello? Sorry about that. Okay. Oh, I'm still here. Um, and so now we've moved from that whole idea of this hard wiring into neuroplasticity, which I feel gives a lot of people hope you know that you're not locked into something right and i think that's really the message in mental health that we are nothing you know we are just a composition of protons electrons and neutrons floating together somehow and for some reason we call this life but we add so much rigid belief and meaning and stories to our life that define who we are that define our identity and so someone might grow up and just think you know i'm just not smart enough that's who I am. I'm wired that way. Or, you know, I'm just anxious. I'm not a confident person. That's how I'm wired. And the truth is, we are anything we want to be in any moment. If we let go of those limiting beliefs, we open up ourselves to a whole new world of possibilities. I think that's what this medication is showing so many people. Through just one session, we start to see those possibilities, and then we want to move forward and build on that momentum. I love that. That is one phrase, uh, individually as a, as a person and as a therapist, that I really, when people say, that's just how I am, I'm like, oh, no. Right. Not, not <laughs> right. coughing out on that. Yeah. That's just how I am. That's that just how I always mindset. do it. Yeah. Yes, the fixed mindset. Yes, absolutely. Um, so tell me a little bit about where you bring in, because um, it sounds like this, this, to me what I'm hearing, this is a big reframe from conditioning, whether familial, societal, or even within the very field uh, of mental health. Um, it sounds like there is some reframing that's going on, um, which is exciting. Where do you bring in the, like, oh, oh, oh wait a minute, before I go there because I, wanted, I don't want to forget, we've got a question in the chat, and I'll remember what I was going to say. Um, are there studies that show the effectiveness of ketamine therapy to resolve deep subconscious traumatic memories and wounding? It's a great question. There are so many research studies are in, in play right now, and the FDA-approved clinical trials have shown efficacy for major depressive disorder. 
for those who have tried antidepressants and tried therapy, it hasn't worked. This has shown to actually help people in that circumstance, as well as major depressive disorder with suicidal thoughts. Um, we've seen that, you know, depression has improved. What you're talking about with past trauma and PTSD and past thought patterns, there's a lot of research, nothing quite, I think, published robustly yet. But anecdotally, what I've seen in my clinic is just such an ability to let go of those ruminations, to realize that, you know, that's not only a part of what happened in my past and, and maybe it's caused some negative outcomes, but to start to see that for every trauma, that's probably strengthened us in certain ways. It's probably taught us a lot in many ways. So we're able to see in totality what happened to me. All of it is part of my beautiful story. And that's part of the therapeutic uh, integration work that I think really goes into this to help us get away from the way we think about things and also to just not be in that rut and that pattern. So I'm definitely seeing it in large scales in the patients that we treat. Um, and I think pretty soon we're going to have a lot more studies kind of proving the efficacy for different disorders such as trauma, PTSD, things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like the, you know, the augmenting with the alternative therapies um, is also, and the therapeutic approach, bringing that in is helping to shift you know, the, the perception is bringing in the reframe. Um, any other questions in the chat or online, let me know. And I was just going to say, where does the alternative um, or complementary therapies come in place? Uh, through breath work, mindfulness, yoga, things like that. Um, or even if you do use herbal supplements, supplementation or foods, I don't know if that's part of what you bring in. But I just wanted to get a picture of where you, how you bring in your free doximity call has approaches. reached the forty-minute limit. It will automatically hang up in thirty seconds. We might be losing Dr. Sam. I think we did. Okay, what did he say? Okay, oh, that question. All right, to be continued, <laughs> Dr. Zan. To be continued. Um, what a what great um great insight. I think he was calling from Costa Rica or someplace. I didn't catch it in the beginning. Uh but great info. Lynn, thank you for that question. That was great. That was a great um it's very interesting using the drugs differently or different drugs. Um, not a big fan of that that use, but it can have its place. I do like that they're bringing in the therapeutic integration. Um, as well as bringing in other modalities. Because I feel like if, if, in other words, let's say somebody does get this kind of treatment, ketamine, psychedelic, whatever, uh, even, you know, microdosing or something, that can be a Kickstarter. But then if people have something they can do on their own, you know, such as breath work, meditation, yoga, mindfulness, hypnotherapy, visualization, you know, if they have their own tools to also use, um, then those results, in my opinion, are going to last a lot longer. Um, anyway, if you got us at the last bit of this um, conversation, I, I really enjoyed it, so hope to have him on again, was Dr. Sam Zand um, of Practicing Psychiatrists, Chief Medical Officer at Better You. Uh, you can go to Better You Care better and then the letter u care.com 
And hopefully I'll have the stories up. I don't have the story on Instagram and Facebook up yet, um, but hopefully I'll have that with a, a link um, so you can listen more. And again, Dr. Sam Zand, at Dr. Sam Zand on Twitter and Instagram and betteryoucare.com. Very interesting. I like, see again, guys, another sign of awakening, right? Bringing these approaches together that don't seem to fit or didn't fit before, how are we bringing this all together? To me, it kind of goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. We're bringing so much together what seems to be divergent, what seems to be adversarial, what seems to be oppositional, becomes the opposite, becomes the complementary. We're bringing in the complementary. You guys, really, join me on Patreon. Um, That's the start. I'm going to get the union courses going again. We have on um, January 21st, there there is um, a deeper dive into the healing session, uh, working with light and sound, working dimensionally through the subtle energy. Also connect with me on my YouTube channel and Instagram. But uh, we are going to be diving, I love this, bringing this complimentary, finding how do we all come together to create that third way, that third wave. What is that third energy that's wanting to come through? It's the higher vibrational consciousness that is not stuck on the extremes of the polarity. It's not all the way to the left or to the right or to the conventional, traditional or to the progressive fringe. There is this new model or models, modalities that are coming through, and a lot of it's coming through our own awareness we are opening up to this higher consciousness to bring the harmonizing principle. I talked about this in my Patreon group that since 1988 we've been in the harmonic flow, through the harmonic convergence. That's it. Everything happening all at once and we get to choose. Everything's happening, the good, the bad, the ugly. We get to choose where we're putting our attention, focus, our, and our energy. All right, Soul Lights. Well, that was great. I really want to thank, again, Dr. Sam Zand. Um, you can find out more information, betteryoucare.com. And all of you, thank you for being here with me and co-creating this. I have really enjoyed my time with all of you. And um, if you do, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Say hi. Let me know you listen to Awakenings. Come say hi on Instagram or TikTok. I'm also on TikTok, but I'm just kind of posting there because... Someone said I should, and I thought, oh, why not? I'll just connect with people there, too. (laughs) I'm just opening up the connection, everyone. So open up the connection back at me, too. All right. Uh, Until next time, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and keep awake. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake.